0: Hey, my name is Gabe and you've tuned in to the Driven Few Podcast. Sit back, enjoy, and help me welcome my next guest. Driven Few sipping on a Red Bull. Thank you for joining us on the Driven Few Podcast. This is our very first remote interview. Um, and we are joined by a very special guest. He's an entrepreneur, he's a videographer, and he's the, in, the inventor of the video business card, which I have found a lot of value from. And he also moderates and hosts a Facebook group that I get a lot of value from. So welcome, Nick Koyoma. Is it Koyoma? Koyama. Koyama. That's good Koyama, enough, Koyama, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> but before we get started, let me just... Hey! Crack, crack cheers, cheers to Red Bull. Thank you for uh, cheers to Red
0: entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah, no, they were uh, an early adopter to this and I got to respect them for that. So uh, yeah, so you're sitting right now and you're telling me a new condo. Where is it? Santa Barbara? Santa Barbara, yeah. That's exciting. So uh, do you do do you do most of your business um, in the United States or Canada or?
1: Um, well, my one of my main businesses is based out of Canada, but <laughs> we sell I have businesses um, that that sell all over the world. Some local things that I got going on. Just wherever, uh, just kind of follow my urges there.
0: So I mean, you're clearly a young guy. How how you got? When did you get involved in business like this? You you got a how many businesses do you have right now? Is the first question. Second question is when did you start?
1: Yeah. So um, full disclosure, I don't run any of the businesses that I own. Um, yeah. I'm just not that type. I, I realized not early enough. But I, I realized a couple of years ago that I'm just not CEO type. I don't I don't possess the organization and management skills. Um, so what I, I'm really good at growing businesses. So every business I touch um, strategically, like I, I always figure it out. So um, I own, I own equity in probably three businesses, I have equity in a lot of assets because video can be used as a product, not just a marketing tool. So video can be made into products. So I've I've designed products and I own pieces of those, and um, yeah, all over the place, man.
0: No, it's 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 exciting. So like, did you have did you do the nine to five thing? Like,
1: oh no, never, dude. I was I really? was never yeah I was never built. I was never <clears throat> built for school uh, at all. But going back to your second question, um, I used to skateboard a lot when I was. I just wanted to always be a professional skateboarder. So when I was seven, I got my first camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're a skateboarder, you have to learn how to make like these things called um, sponsor me videos. You're just doing tricks and then in hopes you send them to companies like Red Bull and Red Bull's mm-hmm. like, I'll give you free Red Bull if you put, you know, and help us sell. stuff. Yeah. So I, I closed my first business deal when I was nine years old for an energy drink company. That's hilarious. Was um, it Red Bull? No, it wasn't. Oh. but I, I was on their um, apparel line. So I had to sell okay. shirts and I kind of learned and began my process of like what actually makes people uh, buy things and i learned pretty early on it's not just doing a bunch of cool tricks and slapping a logo on um it goes a little deeper and and Mm -hmm. since then i've just been i've been hooked on um on video and and what it could do but i also would like to add that i I did rack up four sponsorships over my career and broke 13 bones and i decided to switch into
0: can we still find is that footage available online
1: i'm sure it is there was a there was actually a website that that, uh, facilitated all these sponsorings and things and yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll type in my name and I'm like, the fifth page, you'll find it. I, f- I forgot <laughs> what the name is, but yeah, totally.
0: That's incredible. So, uh, I mean, that must have been your big flex when you were in school, like coming up, just, hey, yeah, I got sponsors. Was that a big thing? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, the dangerous thing that happened for me is I did a lot of music videos. Mm-hmm. So I was working with some of the biggest names, some of the smallest names. Um, so in like high school, when I'm working with like you know, YG or or Exhibit or Kendrick Lamar, it gets kind of, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of clout, but I started Mm -hmm. taking responsibility of, like, trying to be a good role model. Yeah. And and I shifted pretty quickly into not letting it get into my head and, like, being more careful about the things that I did because I knew how influential they were.
0: No, I mean, and that's how I stumbled across you online was just, you know, I see this guy who's just, giving, you know, you have done enough to the point where you're just like, Hey, everyone else, because creatives have notoriously been shit and making money and not figured out how to run businesses. They don't necessarily go hand in hand. So when I, I found know. found someone who like the one person who was preaching, you know, what I was doing and like I, I, this is my third business myself, but it was, uh, it was refreshing to hear someone say, you know, not just like hyper focused on gear and hyper focused on these little, like You know, minuscule things. Yeah. So no, that that was that was really really cool to see. So no, it's good that you learned that quickly. So how did I gotta ask? How did you how did you start working with like YG and stuff like that when you're that young? (laughs) Exhibit. How does that happen?
1: Dude, it's all serendipity, man. Like, um, it was funny. I I have like some sisters that I that I don't. They're like half sisters. I haven't been close with them my whole life. And I remember one of the first conversations I had with one of my sisters. That again, I, I've like never had a conversation with. She was like, "Hey, my husband does video, and he was the head video, uh, head of video at the Hollywood Reporter, which is mm. one of the biggest media's out in Hollywood." And um, so she connected me with him, and he taught me so much about music videos. I was I got an internship. I was the youngest to ever intern at the Hollywood Reporter to this day, and awesome. I was able to just understand. <clears throat> Here's the thing: like humans are highly adaptable. So when you start getting around like the big names, it's not um, it's just normal. So you begin to understand the flow of things, how you contact these people, like with Kendrick, like um, I was just at a show filming for a totally other artist and one of his, uh, uh, I don't know, handlers came out and was like, hey, dude, can you come and film backstage for us? Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. like,
1: you know, certain stuff is just like pure coincidence certain stuff is intentional but um the world's a small place man
0: it is yeah no it was cool i, I was lucky enough a couple months ago i got to shoot uh, YBN Corday was here and i've been a big fan of his since i heard his album come out actually for since he since he dissed J. Cole who's also a big fan of i'm a big fan of but <laughs> um, no man it was pretty it's pretty incredible but at the same time you're like i got to do my job i'm not going to like go star crazy you know i'm just going to treat him like a guy and hopefully get some dope shots whatever bring exactly. stuff together yeah. um okay. So, yeah, so that's what drew you to- toward video was just, like, that connection?
1: Yeah, and, man. It's, and and, uh, video and just, the skateboard. Video, really. video is just magic, man. To me, like, from the beginning, I'm thinking back when I first saw my first video camera, someone using it. I was like, dude, this is some kind of mystical thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it always just fascinated me. And it's, like, it's like crazy how much you could design reality and still um, stay true to reality. So, it's, it's cool because, like... If you think of like a, like a court case, like if you're caught on video breaking the law, you're done, right? Mm-hmm. Because of, because of how true and authentic it interfaces with reality. Yet creatives can come in, and jump time, jump space, add music, and like it's always been really cool to me the the limitation or not the limitations the the potential mm-hmm. of this platform. And that's kind of like my my uh, mission now is just to spread the good message about uh, what what this platform can do for the average person. The average business, um, just about anybody. There's not a single Mm -hmm. person in the world I I think shouldn't be using video in their life more.
0: I know it's exciting because I remember I, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I got a camera for Christmas and like I was a big camera nerd about it and like. (laughs) always doing videos and stuff and but it was like a nerdy thing to want to do like i would stay home stay home from school and like i'd put make my own green screen and like you know throw stuff in it and all that and then i remember someone discovered my youtube channel i was like fuck this i'm deleting it all you know because it was just like you know you're 14 13 years old but uh now it's just everyone needs to embrace it it's just it's helping so many people grow their businesses connect like i wouldn't be able to connect with you right now if it wasn't for video like we're I don't know how many miles away, thousands of miles away. But here we are.
1: And I'd like to add that um, it's not just a good marketing tool and a connecting tool. Like the whole world is shifting into the digital world. And I I say world. um, It's like it's to me, it's important not to think of the Internet as a tool, but as a whole other reality where Mm -hmm. physics are different. You know, you could be in all places at once. And if you look the whole world's shifting there from communities to e- com, uh, e- uh, economics, to politics, to connection and relationships and everything's shifting here. So mm. video to me represents almost like a uh, the perfect kind of tool to merge your identity, merge your business models, merge your message. And it's it's no longer like a nice thing to do or an accelerant. It's, it's literally the, the front door into this new world. And if people don't understand that, and they don't come into this new world, they're going to find themselves extremely limited by their own devices like time and, and space and their own talents. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it's it's, it's uh, as, as happy and positive as I like to be. This is a serious um, thing for me because I see a lot of businesses that can solve real problems totally not recognizing this and getting swept under the table by the people who do, which usually not all the times are people who do it better, have a better solution
0: than they do. I have a a question like strictly from like a video production company owner to another. Um, So for those people who can't grasp that, like the people that don't see that, because I think I believe in what you're telling me right now. I believe that as fact as well. For those who like think, oh, you know, it's just a fad or whatever, like do you ever from a business standpoint, try to convince them like, or is it always just like, you know, they don't get it, they're going to miss the ride?
1: No, never. Never. Mm. I I never, I never give up on people. Um, I think the most important thing about buying into video is that you buy into yourself first. Mm -hmm. So like if you understand how attractive you are, your personality is, if you understand how amazing your customers are, how amazing your product is when in use, that's the building blocks of understanding why video makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, if we as video people don't take it upon ourselves to identify the is a reality that are worth capturing and why, then video is just like another uh, marketing tool, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can tell people like, look, the look on your customer's face when they use this product, that and this whole experience of them using the product, that is what sells. It's just limited. So let's unlimited, let's unbind it. It's, it's about identifying pieces of reality, in my opinion, that are worth capturing and explaining why and then video is just does the best for the job but mm-hmm. so many times we get in these conversations of like video is a good marketing tool this is a good marketing like and we talk about video 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 video, video. we need to talk more about reality and, and and influence and then under and then video kind of plays in a good role after that if that makes sense
0: you No, know, it does completely i mean and I'm, I'm i think this naturally goes into my next question like so was coming to this conclusion the reason you came up with the video business card and it, could you also tell a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I used to um, I used to own a coffee shop um, it, that that's a whole story in itself. Actually, it was it was a dying coffee shop and I saved it with a cell phone video
0: campaign sure. and we have we have time. I would love to hear that.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's uh, I'll say it in a couple of sentences. So I was traveling the country shooting a documentary on coffee shops because I believe this w- coffee shops were another portal to the new world because like people on uh, computers and it, and it mixed well with people you know, physical and all these things. So I was traveling the, the country and I was in Florida. I I made it all the way across the country and I looked at my Instagram and saw my local coffee shop was closing. So I just kind of flew back. I made a deal with the owners, like let me let me launch one campaign and see if we can boost this up. Launched a three day campaign, tripled their sales. They gave me a piece of the business as a thank you present. Um, so anyways I was sitting in my coffee shop and I had a meeting with uh with a dog trainer, you might know the story, Allison Rogers. And she uh she wanted this like three-part video series that she promised to her audience. But I was listening to her, and she I was just falling in love with her business and her personality. And I realized that uh because I, I was asking her questions, she spends twelve hundred hours a year on sales calls doing exactly what she was doing with me, like telling everything. And to me, it was just like I hit her up, I think that night, I didn't even come up with it in the moment. I I might have. But I think I came up with it that night. And I I hit her up and was like, Hey, for tomorrow's shoot, or next, you know, it was like that week. um, Can I like have the same interview? Can we have a a conversation on camera? And let me just cut it down and see if we can use this before your sales calls and see what happens. And literally after the video was done, shot and edited on a cell phone, uh, didn't edit on a cell phone, sorry, shop on a cell phone. Um, she went from spending 1,200 hours a year on sales calls to overnight closing 98% of her deals without ever hopping on a call. Wow. She was able to um, go from her backyard to a multi-acre land. She's one of the top dog trainers in the country right now as far as uh, revenue goes. Like she, she has one of the biggest dog training companies in the world. and um, She has a book, and she's been able to do all these things because we recognized what was actually working and used video to not just automate it, but upgrade it. And that's what I'm... That's like the most exciting thing about this subject to me is that it's not just an automation tool. It does it better than you can Mm -hmm. when you know what you're doing and when you work with the right people.
0: No, and I I love that when people are passionate about what they do and like it's not just the medium that we're creating. It's the solution for the client. That's awesome. So yeah, I actually... After like I've been engaging in the uh, in the Facebook group group you moderate, and uh, yeah, ended up selling my first uh, video business card last month, and uh, the right. she she's posting it tomorrow, so I'm really excited, and I hope that really does a lot for her, so. Um, no, I mean yeah, and, like that was it was your passion. I could see it was like a genuine passion for what you do, and I was like this is the kind of this is the kind of mentality that I gravitate towards, and I think it's an important way to it's important to be able to like explain it to people who might not understand it you know like why why the video matters so much um, so how did so where did you where did you start were you were you both based in California when you got started into, into yeah. business there I was okay. an hour
1: up you know grew grew up in an, a, a pretty uh, poor family you know section mm-hmm. eight for for my brothers and sisters sleeping on the ground kind of thing um, and just gravitated towards the outside world because there was literally no space in, in the inside world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, again, dude, I, I, I don't know how to say this, but it's it's like just understanding how people work and how the world works has given me, has put me in the position that I'm honored to be in to understand how video works. And I think when when video people, here's here's the big dilemma for everybody listening. Video is the most powerful business tool in the world and I'm not talking from a marketing perspective, I'm talking marketing, sales, internal processes, products, uh, every everything where business take place. But you have an industry that does not teach marketing, sales, business principles. So here we have the most powerful business tool in the world completely inaccessible by the people who need it and they need it now. So like the reason that I have kind of assumed position of, um, I don't want to say leading the charge, but doing what I can to um, you're leading the charge. Yeah. yeah, to Transform the industry in my own little way. Um, It's like I, I just take this responsibility on of getting to know more about how the world works, how people works, what influences decisions and most importantly, how we can have the best of both worlds. How can we help businesses massively grow while fulfilling the creative urges of the video people? And while, of course, making sure the person on the end of that equation, the customer of our clients, is also having the best experience so like you know we can talk more about this but everybody who's listening out there you need to make video a part of your model you need Mm -hmm. to merge your message you need to merge your identity you need to exist in this digital world and talking about things talking posting about your product posting talking 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 is not enough we need to show and Mm -hmm. showing to see is to believe, right? And video is reality. So we, we need to we need to we need to go here.
0: I know. So what do you say to the people that are you know camera shy? Like I, I don't think you know getting up and doing what we're doing right now I don't think was always a natural skill. Like, I was lucky I went to school for public relations. I didn't finish, but I did I did enough of the public speaking classes where I got critiqued and got a bit better at it. So what would you what would you say to those businesses that are like, "Man, I just don't want to be in front of camera."
1: This is a great question. I love this question. Um, It's a a two-part answer and then then one piece of of solid advice. So the first part is that people can't relate to perfection. So whatever you're worried about is kind of the key. It's the golden nugget. The very thing you're fearful of is your superpower to connecting with people, meaning you're not perfect. You're not like a luxury superstar, right? So first, Mm -hmm. understand that. That, that your imperfections and whatever you're worried about, whether if it's like the way you talk, or the way you look, or the way you are, um, that's key to this equation. Acting like somebody else is actually the key to messing this all up. So, so first is that. Second is that it's not about you anyways. So you being on front of camera is not about you. Like just this podcast, like you've assembled me here and assembled yourself here, hopefully, because you want to provide value to someone else's life. Therefore, Mm -hmm. therefore, if you really felt like you could provide value and you you didn't like the way you looked on camera, you're in a dilemma of like, is it about me or is it about them? So I want to let everybody know that it's not about you anyways. And I don't want to be a jerk. But the more you make it about you, the more selfish you're being. And Mm -hmm. this this is about living and existing in a world where people need your help and your advice, your empowerment, all that stuff, all your products. Um, And then the piece of advice is this, which is that um, you know, like when you go on a uh, a first date with someone, and you're kind of nervous, and like it is sometimes. I know for me, like it took years for me to fully open up to my to my girlfriend. I was gonna create a course called Video Romance for this specific purpose because the video camera needs to be treated as a relation. You can't like be down on yourself that mm-hmm. you're not comfortable in front of a camera. You gotta date this thing. You gotta take it out on a date. <laughs> go live you need to build a relationship with the camera and by the camera i mean the entire world because that's kind of the portal right Mm -hmm. so so like on one end your imperfections are key on the other end it's not about you and on the third end this is a relationship building process and just like you can't expect a two-year relationship strength to come today you need to you need to flirt with it you need to take it out on dates and you need to grow your commitment with it um, and you don't need to do anything big now. you just uh, to me live streaming is so key because mm-hmm. because the reason videos people hate doing video honestly is because they sit there and they know they can re-record it and re-record it and try to get more and more perfect and then they have to edit all that stuff and it's such a process mm-hmm. when you should just be live and realize like mm-hmm. take away your ability to edit and watch what happens. you'll begin to understand this thing
0: okay so yeah so for any like business owners listening w- that's what you would suggest the very first thing if you haven't done video yet is just to go live like how would you do it would it just be like hang out like ask me anything like how would you suggest
1: yeah no q a's are actually uh, more of an ask depending on your um depending on your uh sorry your your um your positioning so like if you have a bunch mm-hmm. of people wanting a QA, that's cool but if you're just starting um there's uh I call it tape, the tape method, like scotch tape.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So so there's four kinds of pieces of reality you can capture there's thoughts, actions, people, and environments. Okay. So, like, your thoughts are like giving updates or inspiring people or whatever. Actions, like, are you doing something that you can capture? People, the people around you. A part of showing your reality is not just showing your face. Okay. Spin the camera around and like show the people you hang out with. And then environment. Just um, this is more of a video thing, but like show where things are taking place Mm -hmm. if you're in Santa Barbara, like show people. So um, for me, like the first thing I would do is drop people into the deep water and do something like why I do what I do and Mm -hmm. see if you can have that conversation with people and and watch what happens when you begin um, when you begin doing that.
0: Absolutely. Now, it's funny your, your things you're pointing out. That's what, the intention behind all the position. We have three cameras here. So the one is just like over my shoulder, one showing the environment, and then nice. people. So no, that's good. Um, no, I think that's excellent advice. I think that's something I need to do more to is go live. Um, yeah, maybe next time we'll take this. Uh, if we have a conversation again online, we'll take it live. Just have. I, I love being able to bridge the gaps, like geographically speaking, when it's just not feasible and we can just be like, you know, hey, what's up? Um, yeah, and post production's
1: a bitch, I mean, you know, so there's that too. What
0: do you, yeah, so where do, I guess like you've obviously given us a lot of thought, what do you see as the future of video? Like what's something that's going to be on the cutting edge in the next six months? Or like what's 2020 going to have cut out for video? Um, I guess I shouldn't assume that you've already thought about this, but if you have. Oh, totally, man. It's all I
1: think about. (laughs) Um, well, I think there's going to be a lot of people trying it out and build it like it's, it's going to be people at different parts of the relationships that at the cutting edge are going to be people who take their most powerful assets, like their most the most powerful things happening in their business experiential wise. So like big sales pitches, uh, products, people who make video products right now are on the cutting edge. Um, and I'm talking like the, the real ones on the cutting edge. I'm not talking about like people like me who just have a video product company. I'm talking about like local companies who go global because like that chef knew that they that they uh, like make something in a way that would help like a bachelor cook for girlfriends. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. little things where where people understand, like, wow, no, and I'm going to keep saying this. Not only can I automate this and scale it, but I can help people better than I would do in person. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that mind shift of understanding that video transcends marketing, it literally can be used in any process where experiences are happening. So like, I've gone into companies and made sure that like training new people happens perfectly through video, like that's not a marketing video. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think the real cutting edge are people that move uh, from, they keep doing videos marketing, but they start accessing these other sectors of business. Uh, with video and to be honest I think it's up to people like you and I to come in and lead this charge because video because business owners don't understand video video people don't understand business but here we are having this conversation mm-hmm.
0: so. absolutely yeah no I, I I'm I'm very grateful in my life that I've had experience in other businesses and like have been putting a lot of other positions where that wasn't my role. And I had to learn how to exactly just deal with people, have a normal conversation, understand what they need. And that's been massively beneficial to me. And then I think the cherry on top was just kind of, you know, learning a bit about the the VBC and everything that you guys are doing and just tacking that all together. Um, yeah, man, I think that's all super insightful stuff. Like I have a question. So in your experience, you've been you've been doing video professionally for how long did you say?
1: Um, officially nine years as a business,
0: nine years. So can you, can you give me a, a story or like something where the work you did was just so impactful? Like what was the most, you know, scaled up a business? You know what I mean? Like, do you have any stories like that? Numbers or?
1: Oh, endless, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got, I got endless is, um, I mean, uh, well, I'll, I'll just fire off a few because I think, you know, some are cooler than others. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just launched a music video for Peng Jun, which is okay. the, one of the largest online marketers in existence uh, next to Ty Lopez. And we, we I partnered with uh, a guy named Dave Kombucha. Shout out, Dave, if you're watching this, Mr. Golden Showers, um, <laughs> and he he wrote a song. Uh, this this story goes crazy. But anyways, he, he wrote a song and I shot a music video it was kind of about one of his books and it got one point one million views, which tells me like from an ad standpoint, it generated a lot of money. Um, we had like all the big like Julie Stowen, Steven Larson, Russell Brunson, like a lot of big names in that music video. And uh, that just la- uh, that launched uh, maybe six months ago. Mm-hmm. So that, that just hit a million views a couple months ago. So that was really cool. Um, I went into this MLM company. Are you familiar with the model for those? Yeah. For those, yeah. Yeah, for those of you guys knowing it, it's, it's kind of like the pyramid scheme where you where you have a product to sell. But you get paid by signing up other people and there's like this this kind of team building aspect. So like the people who join these companies, it's important that they get stoked and they start like building team. Well, this mm-hmm. company was huge, uh, $50 million plus company. And when they brought people in, they made them watch eight two hour videos. They didn't even hire me to look at this, but I, I just analyzed businesses. Yeah, I call it the nervous system, but I, I analyzed their nervous system and I realized um, that I could take those eight two hour videos, make them eight two minute videos and do way better of a job that they did in two hours. So mm-hmm. we did that and we increased retention by over 100%. So literally like the amount of people who finished these videos, like doubled. And um, and so that alone could be like pushed towards a ton of, um, you know, a ton of exciting things. Like as far as results go, like you could do the math, It's it's big. Um, yeah, and then I, I've done small things for people like I, I like doing small projects for like chiropractors and people like this um, ransom ads um, like here's the thing here, can I share with you a philosophy I have? love
0: to.
1: It's more of a it's more of a law in my mind. It's a it's a it's a philosophy about a law. So the law is that what the way we work as humans is first we experience things. And and experience has no opinion on it. There's no bad and good. It's just an experience. And then our brain packages a story around that experience. And that story drives all of our behavior and all of our beliefs. So these stories drive our beliefs. Right. So I had this chiropractor come to me and he was like, yo, I want more kids in here. But the problem is, is that people believe that kids can't go to the chiropractor because it's like dangerous. That's Mm -hmm. the story they have that's driving that because like, they saw someone cracker, they heard something from somebody. Okay, so then I asked, well, what's what's, you know, he's my client, I said, Well, what, what is the truth of this? You know, and he told me, no, kids need chiropractic, it's totally safe. So I said, okay, well, instead of just um, educating people, why don't we bring people through an experience? So there was like, he called me up one night, and there was this crying kid coming. And he was like, freaking out, his head was hot, he was just crying. I filmed him coming in he got an adjustment he walked out calm as a clam and we didn't tell people what to think about it we just brought we didn't like have like mm-hmm. so bring your kids in kind of things we just captured the experience ran it as an ad and he had to turn it off five days later because he maxed out the amount of kids he could bring in wow. and it's we didn't tell people what to believe we didn't even give people a story we just brought people through an experience and it did everything for it so there's like things like that but i' i've, I've closed hundreds of contracts so I mean I can I can keep going
0: yeah no i think those are those are all super valuable because i think i think one of the important things to to consider too is like when you think of video you only see you only most people gravitate immediately towards you know an outward facing marketing ad you know specifically like you know like a budweiser ad or something like that like they don't consider the other ways where like training videos that's massive like that's like i remember my my first uh fast food job as a kid it was it was like that it was like sitting in dairy queen they're like press play and then they came back nine hours later and that was my day but it was effective it was just like they didn't have to do anything it was regimented it was exactly how it was going to be every time you didn't have to rely on a trainer to be good you don't have to train a trainer you just have a video I, thought, I think that's pretty incredible um so how do you like how do so how do you stay motivated as a, i want to go over like dive away a little bit from video specific so like you have all these businesses going on and i'm sure a lot of them are are they a lot of them service-based uh yeah 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 so yeah those can be up and down and those have to be you have to be pretty on top of it so how do you stay motivated as a as a business person i mean this might sound like a dumb question but like some people you know when things get low and i i know in the in the facebook group when i when I'm watching people, you know, everyone's like motivating each other. And I think that's one of the most beneficial things I get from it as well. But how do you personally stay motivated?
1: It's a great question, man. Um, For one, like I'm on this constant search of understanding myself is while simultaneously designing myself. So like, for example, I didn't stay as motivated when I was the CEO of a company because I had a reality that that wasn't for me or didn't didn't capitalize on my strengths. So I've I've been just giving myself full permission to do the things I'm very strong at. And that's a that's a hard thing to work out logistically sometimes. Like, you know, I'm not proud to say that. Like I said, I grew up very poor. But at the uh, weirdly enough, I didn't have many responsibilities. I didn't do my chores. I didn't fold my clothes. I didn't do dishes. So like still to this day, like I maybe i don't even think i've done my laundry before (laughs) like so i have to hire people for this not that i can't figure it out it's just that is like an example of me like figuring out something i'm not good at and putting in the work to make sure i'm not doing it Mm -hmm. hey sorry (laughs) so so one thing is i built a life around around me um i'm not good with like hand, like managing a dozen responsibilities at any given time. So if I'm going to do a video project, it's immersive style, I have meetings, right? So a lot of these things that my lifestyle is built off of is what I know about myself. So there's, so I, I guess the first thing is I, I take out demoting demotivating factors from my life. That's like the first piece. And then the second piece um, is that everything I'm a wor- working on is in synergy with each other. And it aligns with where I want to go in the world. I believe that we as people, and especially as entrepreneurs, shouldn't uh, tax ourselves with trying to force motivation from within all the time, we can siphon motivation from a vision, we can siphon energy from something from the destination we want to go to. And, And that when I wake up, and I think about what we're talking about, like, we need to be doing video. There's businesses and problems that will go unsolved if these businesses aren't successful. Video is the most powerful business. Like to me, there's such a link of logic between the things I'm doing that like it's constantly motivating. And then lastly, um, feedback loops. So even if I'm unmotivated, everything in my external motivates me back. You motivate me like the, my tribe motivates me, my clients motivate me. So if I ever find myself in a situation where I'm demotivated, then I've, Actively built an ecosystem to feed me and nourish me back and a lot of people sadly enough They're the only one they know that's like themselves, you know, and i'm not saying There are other people just like you but you like keeping people around you that are motivating you that are further than you That are at your level is like so key because what happens when you need the motivation
0: Mm-hmm. No, I think I think you touched you touched on a lot of gold there like I think um, I think the a lot of what boils down is like you're very self aware. And I think that's what some people it takes very long for people to become so self aware where they feel like they have to do like, Hey, I'm the accountant, I'm this, I'm also that and like eventually you just get worn down.
1: You know? Oh yeah, people don't know themselves these days, man. They yeah. or they don't they don't um it's not like an active it's not trending to know yourself. It's better to to download the blueprint of what it means to be a Democrat or be a Republican or be this fan or mainstream like like the shows to watch, it's like everything. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to think for ourselves as much anymore. So there's these downloadable blueprints that are always changing, and it's really awkward, um, to watch because mm-hmm. it's like you see people how malleable they are and ha- and how like how much they're willing to blow with the wind. It's like oh I'm I'm in a conversation with this person, I'm gonna act like this, and I'm gonna yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna like oh they're gonna cross the line and say something I don't believe in. That's okay. Like I'm gonna mold to that. It's like, it's it's that is the things that. That, that's where you close the doors on your soul and you, you start becoming unfulfilled uh, mm-hmm. a bit when you don't understand your own frequency and you keep adapting it to the current situation. It's it's very dangerous.
0: Yeah, no, I fully agree. And I also think there there's a middle ground there where it's like you're figuring out who you are. But I think, you know, when you're in. Like, you know in your gut what you believe or you should know at, at an, a certain point, but I've, I've watched that and it is awkward to see when someone just, they don't stand <laughs> for something and they're just like, they're going with it. Yeah, no, uh, I think that was all, that was all really good. Um, is there anything else like, I mean, I know this is a little bit shorter than we were anticipating, but I think you gave a lot of, a lot of goals <laughs> so far. Was there anything that you wanted to, you wanted to touch on specifically? I know when we spoke earlier, like you had a, a little bit of an angle on the video, not ruining your market kind of thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think video the video industry is um, before us was in the trajectory of destroying businesses, because businesses are looking at the stats, they know, like open rates go up when there's video, they know, sales pages convert at 184% more when there's a video, like they're starting to learn these things. And then they go and hire a videographer who doesn't know anything. And then they get they get a they get an experience that drives the story you know what I mean and there's there's this very bad thing that's happening here, um, with video people and then it's even worse when people try to make their own videos because then they're like, then they begin despising the process as well as yeah, the product. Yeah,
0: they're giving they start to hate the medium. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, like I said, live is the big thing. But if I can impart with you guys on the concept of the video business card. I think this is the one video that every business needs mm-hmm. right now. And um, and that's kind of my mission with Video Warrior. You know, our first program is and we do this for free as well. But our first program is designed to kind of, um, what, what do you say, certify mm-hmm. and train video warriors in how to make these things. So let me talk about what this is. Um, Well, it was inspired from that Alice and Roger story, I should first Mm -hmm. say, but the point of the video business card is it takes the most, the most high impact things that are happening in your business communication, the things you're communicating, the things that are happening, the things that people are feeling, it takes the most highly impactful things that are happening in your business, and it condenses it down to a two minute video. Now, this isn't a video that you would just like post on social media once and it goes. This is a video that you want to integrate into all the processes where these things that were captured are happening. So um, it, it, it depends business to business. But let's just say, like, just to give people to open up their imagination, you should never get on a sales call in your life without showing somebody this video. Like, Gabe, did, did I get on this call with you without showing you my, my, my video?
0: No, it was the first thing you did was sent over, you sent over your two minute video.
1: And I hope I hope you put it in because like yeah, 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 it's so important. Um, You should never talk to an investor or investors without showing this video. You should never try to get on press or PR or on Ellen DeGeneres without showing this video. You should never negotiate with vendors. You should never hire an employee. These this two minute video is is basically a fast. I don't want to say fast action, but it's a condensed upgraded version explaining who you are as, as a person, why you do what you do, what's driving you, how can we connect, what do you do, what makes you different, what do people need to do to get in contact with you? It takes all these things and I'm talking two minutes and this is like a lethal asset that you can integrate into everything. And I'm not, again, not just saying post it once and I'm done, I'm talking about any time, your time or any of your limited resources are in play, use this in order to preframe qualify and accelerate all these relationships that you're building in your in your business and if like like i was saying earlier start with live streaming build this relationship but when you're ready to make your first big investment in this asset and you become a believer the video business card is no doubt the most important thing to start with because these are the things that are already running your business
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's the most important thing uh, that I see is like, yeah, it humanizes the person behind the brand, whatever that it is that you're selling. Like, I I don't know if uh, I don't know if we're connected on LinkedIn or not, but I use LinkedIn quite a bit. And uh, I I was I I made a post the other day about how frustrated I get with how there's there's a kind of a cultural okay right now how we can just kind of ghost people, you know, where like, you can just kind of stop. But I, I feel like, yeah, if you're you're introducing yourself as a person, like people are going to be less likely to be, you know, I'm not an answering that guy, you know, like you have a rapport almost. So, I mean, I think that it has like it has a, a very multifaceted value. And I think you know, I think it's amazing that uh, you're able to come up with a brand name for it and really package it in a way that people can adapt to it and start to implement that into their businesses and hopefully, you know, make a big impact financially and, and many other ways to grow their business. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's
1: time for businesses to start thinking like business owners and when when they think about video and a lot of the time when a business owner thinks about video, they go straight into this like Hollywood, like cool, like let's make something sexy. We mm-hmm. need to get that stigma the hell out of here and start thinking about how this asset, how this can be an, a true long term asset. And not every video is going to be sexy, but, but it's going to help you automate and scale and upgrade a lot of your systems and if you're going to pay a secretary two to three grand a month to sit at a freaking desk and do very low level tasks the least you can do is reroute that same budget to a video and let it do it for you forever and actually capture the best people doing it and and that's a good place to start like i would take your lowest level employee here, here's a good thing i never thought of this take your lowest level employee look at their salary and then dedicate that salary on a monthly basis to video production by somebody who understands business. Unless you're gonna understand video strategy, then you can hire anybody to do the video. You can make it Mm -hmm. yourself. But the point is, is like, you need to make smart video assets and you should be investing them just just as another employee.
0: Perfect. No, I think that was very well said. Um, And I think, yeah, I think with that, I I don't wanna take any more of your time. I know you have a meeting to prepare for and everything. So um, yeah, once again, uh, Nick, thanks so much for joining on the podcast and Uh, This should be up in the new year, but uh, yeah. Awesome. Until then, let's uh, let's stay in touch. I love what you're doing. Thank you, Gabe. Right back at you, man. All right. Take care. Perfect. I think that went pretty well.